Hello and welcome to Missing Mystic Falls, a podcast where we cast a critical eye over every single episode of the hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. I'm Catherine and joining me for our very first episodes are my co-host, Ellie. Hello, Catherine. How are you today? I'm very excited. Good. And we are also joined by our other co-host who, age seven, spent all her holiday money on over three kilograms of olives. (laughs) (laughs) Alice. Hi, Alice. (laughs) Hi, Catherine. How's it going? Great. So we're here, guys. Yes, we're ready. I can't actually believe it's happening. (laughs) I know. I feel like we've been talking about this for such a long time and actually seeing it as a reality. If we tally it up, like it's probably been like four or five years of us talking about doing something like this. And, now- and we've nearly lost four or five friends. And- <laughs> so I think that's maybe the best place to start is um, why we're here today and why we're talking about the Vampire Diaries. So Ellie, maybe do you want to talk about when you first watched the show and how we've ended up here? Of course. I first watched the show back in in high school I guess we'll talk we'll call it that so yeah American style exactly so like year nine ten loved it so became like aged obsessed. 14 yes yeah became obsessed thought everyone was unbelievably attractive and just binge watched it over and over again and then got incredibly excited some say too excited <laughs> um when I found out that you guys watched it as well and then have just rewatched it ever since, and I think talked the ear off of everyone I possibly can about everything from that side. <laughs> That's why I'm here today. And I think you've seen you've seen all the show. I'm the only one of the three of us <laughs> that has watched the whole way. So we're com- we're, we're coming into doing um, a Vampire Diaries podcast. Two of us not having watched all of Vampire Diaries. That being said, we have all watched the ending. Yeah. Yes, we do know how it <laughs> Once ends. we realised all three of us uh, at uni had watched it, we decided that we would watch the last two episodes together. Having uh, not seen yeah, Completely out of context, um, which was a thrill. Um, but yeah, so I started watching Vampire Diaries. So sort of a bit of background on this is I don't really watch that much TV. And I would say that my... I think it's fair to say, and this will become transparent to everyone as we go on and on, is that Alice has absolutely no pop culture knowledge, (laughs) knows absolutely nothing about what's happening, but she has watched Vampire Diaries. I live under a rock. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I I think my my Sunday evenings are usually like a Midsummer Murders or a David Attenborough special. So um, yeah, it was a shock to Catherine and Ellie, I feel, um, to realise that I had watched Vampire Diaries. And I think at that point in time when we realised I had maybe watched the most Vampire Diaries. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I watched it because a friend at school who was notorious for recommending lots of shows most of which I didn't even give a go um but it was on I think I, I can't remember what it aired on ITV ITV uh, and it was just on TV so I was like oh you know what it's on we'll start watching it and I think an episode in I was hooked so I I remember because I'm also a big Twilight fan so I remember when Vampire Diaries came out I was already peak on that Twilight tra- um, train so I remember distinctly like watching the promo as it aired on ITV and being like, I have to watch this show. Like I, I will watch it and I will love it. 
Um, but I tried to find the like trailer that I saw when I was a teen, but I just couldn't find it because I wanted to like see like 2009 how they were advertising Vampire oh, Diaries. That was amazing. <laughs> was it just for the pilot? Do you think? Or do you yeah, think- no, it was definitely just the pilot trailer, and I was like absolutely hooked by it. I thought you were because when Alice was asking where it was on, the way you were like ITV, it was like a fond memory. (laughs) I remember it vividly. (laughs) So strongly that that is where I watched it. And then obviously our shared love of it, we've spoken about Vampire Diaries so, so much that we were like, we need a place where we can have these conversations. Yeah, and start having it in front of everyone else who had no clue what we were on about. Because as we say, people don't like it when we talk about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Shockingly, most of our like mid-twenties friends don't want to spend all their time discussing a show that aired <laughs> 10 years ago. That they also haven't seen. No. They don't want to go into the ins and outs of what song was playing, what outfit was worn. No, but we do and that's why we Although here. if we do ever find a friend who has what... <laughs> If we ever find a friend. <laughs> what I meant was, <laughs> if and when we find friends who have watched Vampire Diaries, our level of excitement goes through the roof. So, <laughs> For example, our poor friend's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're going to go through every single episode. I actually don't know how many I... God, there's what, eight seasons? Eight seasons. They what, have like 20 something? 22 normally. Yeah, so, well, yeah, hundreds. <laughs> and we're going to go through every single episode. And, and most likely a Twilight film in between. <laughs> if we can. Um, and talk about them. And we're going to try to not spoil things. Um, obviously, we know what happens i i have only seen i think up to season five so i have there is there will be a point where i have no idea what happens in the show that being said we have probably told you what happens (laughs) maybe i have it in my mind somewhere but anyway today we're going to talk about the pilot episode so this aired in america i don't have the uk date sadly but this aired in america on the 10th of september 2009 it was written by Kevin Williamson and Julie Pellet, who are names that will come up often. And it was uh, directed by, I think, Marco Sega. So a little summary of what happens in this episode. So four months after a car accident that killed their parents, Elena Gilbert and her younger brother, Jeremy, are trying to move on with their lives. As school begins, uh, Elena is intrigued by a handsome and mysterious new student named Stefan Salvatore. And the two are immediately drawn to another. But Elena doesn't realise that Stefan is actually a century-old vampire. When Stefan's older brother, Damon Salvatore, arrives in Mystic Falls, an old rivalry between the two is awakened that could be the ruin of Elena and the town. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, straight up, how did you feel coming back to this episode? Oh, it's, it's just such a... I think I've probably watched the first episode of Vampire Diaries at least three or four times so I feel like it's always such a comfort watch when you like see that sort of the young actors and see the first series and the first scenes um but it's also really interesting having watched the show to see kind of how they evolve and then watching them kind of from the beginning again I completely agree like some of the characters and again we're not spoiling but some of the characters arcs and you see how they evolve it's quite it's quite jarring or shocking yeah. to see how they start um but I would, oh, sorry. No, go on. Um, I would say I was quite like shocked by how quickly it switches. You have the smoke and the fog and mm-hmm. Stefan saying, 
I'm a vampire and this is my story. I, I had that written down is that it opens with Stefan saying, this is his story. Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can talk about what happens later in the show that maybe one of the main cast leaves. But definitely for the first few seasons, I would say Elena's the main character, not Stefan. Like she's our point of view into the show. It's about her learning about the supernatural world. It's I don't think it's centered around Steph. All the relationships are kind of through Elena at the start. So it was very odd to see Stefan saying, this is my story. He also, um, at the start of the episode, I don't know if you saw, for some reason, he's on top oh, of the Salvatore <laughs> house and he jumps down. No, I've got a note from that. And my note is, can vampires fly? Question mark. Because you know how it's the girl running away and it's, she's grabbed from the air above. Yeah. And so I was like, can they fly? Is that something they really try and hone in on? I also think it's interesting. I think they're trying to find ways of introducing what vampires can do and like what their special abilities are, but in some slightly out of context way. So we just see sort of a random scene of him jumping but from they, the roof. We, I'm someone who loves a big jump. Anytime there's a big jump in, in film or television, I'm like, oh my God, I love a big jump. But it, they then don't do it for the rest of the show. So it's really out of place. Well, it's the same with the fog and the crow. Yeah. yeah. That's that not in, <laughs> in In this episode, Damon um, uses fog and crows to scare people. And then that is not mentioned, I, I believe, in any other episode. It's only in the pilot where he has these magical fog powers. Yeah. yeah. I, and yeah, and I think it, it appears about three or four times in this episode. So it's like really made to be quite a big plot point and then just disappears <laughs> so much fog as well yeah. well it's like the couple at the very beginning the couple with driving the fog comes out of nowhere and they can't see anything as far as they're driving i also really didn't like that man i don't know if, i don't know what you think <laughs> but I, I don't remember him why didn't you like him he was very dismissive of his, his partner. girl his partner yeah. in every single way shape or form when she was like maybe it's not safe to drive and he just replies that it's fine and she shouldn't worry and then they hit oh. someone. Well, he's dead, so exactly. he, he got what was coming to him by being a sexist prick. <laughs> One thing I think it's interesting as well is like, you're introduced to quite a few of the main characters in the first episode. I know you're not really introduced to him, but Damon is the first character that appears. I loved that. And I know it's kind of jumping around the episode a little bit, but I really loved how you never knew because you see the ring when Damon's hit and you never know whether it's Damon or Stefan for the whole time because Stefan's the only vampire you oh know. Oh God, I didn't even think that we were meant to think it was Stefan. Of course we were. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Elena in the cemetery, Elena's like nice ring. And Zach said, you promised me it wouldn't happen again oh. when the death. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely gone over my head. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when, Vicky, when Vicky's attacked, Stefan's gone to go get a drink. So you know he's not, yeah, and you, he's the only vampire you know until Damon yeah. comes in and is like, "Hello, brother." <laughs> well, that is really good. I actually, I actually thought it was a really good pilot. Like quite often, pilots in TV shows, like I don't know, they tend to, they have to do a lot of work and they have to really like sell the story. But I thought it introduced the characters really well. I thought you got like a, a glimpse of whoever, even like the smaller characters like Tyler. I thought you got a, playing on stereotypes, but you got an idea of who he was straight away yeah. so it's like pilots go I think it was really solid even if they did a lot of things that they end up dropping which is like quite often the case and um, another thing they did drop uh, they do the first season and then they definitely let it go is it opens with a dear diary yeah yes. they don't <laughs> it's the vampire 
diary. I also think what's interesting is like quite a lot of this episode was like Elena and Stefan's diaries like really mirrored. It's a real like selling point that the two of those sort of met to them are meant to be yeah. or like how their relationship blossoms. I think they even say the same line in the same diary at one point. They'd, I can't remember what it was, but they do. It's like a, almost a conversation between the two of them through their diaries, which is them selling like, this is the couple. You you teenage girls, get ready for it. <laughs> this is who you are rooting for like them already Lich. well the way also you're meant to be okay with the fact that elena again i'm jumping around but she just <laughs> dismisses her friends the second stefan arrives you know in the party when bonnie just has a freak out yeah because she sees she sees the vision and i've written down what elena says because i thought it was ridiculous it was something like oh never mind you're here <laughs> when stefan's asking if bonnie's okay Oh my God. Should, should we talk about Bonnie? Because we then, um, so we see Elena's home life. We see she's living, uh, her parents have died and she's now living with her aunt Jenna and her brother. And then we meet her best friend, um, Bonnie Bennett. And I think, uh, first of all, I think Kat Graham is amazing. I think she's so charming in this oh, episode, like straight away. Um, but we're also introduced to Bonnie being a little bit of a psychic, which I um, identify with because I like to say I'm a little bit psychic. <laughs> and it's been proven to be the case. But I did write down what um, Bonnie said she predicted. So Bonnie says in her conversation with Elena talking about she's a little bit psychic that she predicted Obama. She predicted Heath Ledger and that Florida will break off into little resort islands. But breaking them down, okay, predicting Obama, lovely. Love that for Bonnie Bennett. Like she was supporting him. Great. Predicting Heath Ledger, can you imagine if your friend turned to you? Because it's his death, right? I, I assume so, because you'd have yeah. to be a lot older to predict his rise yeah. to fame. <laughs> so well, sure you'd have to know him before to yeah. predict his rise to fame. So imagine your friend turned to you and went, I think this famous celebrity is going to die this year. That's so fun. That is really messed up. Like, that's really dark. And they're just like, haha, yes, Bonnie, remember you predicted that man's death. But the show does switch between lovely scenes and jarring stuff so maybe it is a bit of a note but i do agree incredibly weird also she was did you find her quite and i think it was meant to be a a a nod to the fact that they're the popular girls Mm. but i found her incredibly shallow i thought this and i also think she was just very sassy i think there was one thing she was like what we have to do this year and it's like find a man coin a phrase (laughs) very like high school also, it's really of the time, but she does use a slur um, at one point. Yes. Um, I don't want to say it, but she said, are we still saying, like, hot yeah. mess? And then Elena goes, oh, what did she say? She That's was like, out. That's out. Not We're not saying slurs anymore. Which I know it's, like, of the time, and, like, people were saying that word then. Like, I'm sure I said, I didn't use that word, but I'm sure I said words then that I wouldn't use now. But uh, it is funny to see. Oh, we don't say that, Bunny. We don't use that no. word. I also think it's really interesting how they introduced Caroline because she is really shallow. But actually, a lot of what the other characters say, like even from the off, is I think she gets put down as being very shallow. So like, although she does it in what she's like, she is obviously sort of ogling Stefan and she isn't that concerned or seemingly that concerned about Lena. But actually, what all the other characters say about her really sort of perpetuates that more than she lets on I herself. Agree. But I think also it's really good that kind of as you see her throughout the episode and this is also jumping around, but like you get a sense of her kind of vulnerability at the end. They actually build. I agree. I think it's fair to say, fair warning, uh, 
big Caroline fans here. <laughs> Very much. An iconic character. A great, absolutely fantastic character. But I agree, it was lots of like telling us Caroline is annoying rather than showing it. Because I, I don't think she did anything that wrong this episode. Like she wasn't the most sensitive to Elena, but also like at a certain point, maybe it's nice to have a friend that like, is talking about something completely different with you but yeah I don't think she did anything wrong and they were all shitting on her the entire time yeah like with Elaine when when um she was trying to hit on Stefan not even I think too much was hitting on Stefan at the party and Elena was like oh it makes sense where you'd gone off to she does that with everyone I do agree she hasn't done anything too bad she's not and also I do think the whole episode does also sometimes center around the fact that it's been four months since Jeremy and Elena's parents' deaths and they should start moving on, which I do think is a very unfair comment. It's been four months. They've lost both oh their parents. Oh my God. I was really surprised by how much Mr. Tanner, why is oh, he a teacher? I have so many notes about Mr. Tanner. <laughs> that man should be fired and I think he should be in prison. I think, so. I honestly, why is he teaching kids? He hates them. Yeah, he also just didn't, he like, obviously he kind of joked and picked on the other one. Like, I think Bonnie and Matt. So M- Mr. Tanner is the, the history teacher um, that they all kind of share. And he's incredibly rude. Yeah, he was asking a question about if people could say the number of victims of I can't even remember Battle of Willow Creek um (laughs) (laughs) she's got the facts got it um and like he picks on Matt he picks on Bonnie when he picks on Elena and she can't answer he just goes in on her about like how her parents died and he got a free she got a free pass last year but she doesn't this year which he didn't go in on Bonnie and Matt no but he did say no he did say things he said to Bonnie um cute becomes dumb in an instant i was what was shocked by that that he should not be a teacher you, they should not speak to you that way <laughs> and he said something else to matt something i can't about remember jock yeah, yeah about being on the football team um so he was like rude to everyone and also like we're obviously not american um so we maybe don't have the best grasp of small town america do you just learn about the town's history endlessly <laughs> is not, like, when the town is mystic falls <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah they're, they're just learning about this one battle in the town like i don't understand and they often all their history lessons seem to be about mystic falls and like do they not have to learn about the wider world you would think <laughs> but then again this is just another american show but gilmore girls they was you know when they stay out and they do that bit at the during the is it was it the civil war where all the where all the soldiers oh, stayed like the out. reenactment. Yeah, I can't. And that's can't about remember. the town. But maybe when it was a significant point. But I do agree, this town. And I couldn't work out whether when Mister Tanner was saying to Elena, I would expect you to know this. Is it because she's a founding? Is it because she's should a really good? Should we talk about the founding family? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should touch on that. <laughs> but no, I agree. I think I think we're meant to think Elena's bright, so particularly in comparison to. Caroline and maybe Bonnie because they called Bonnie dumb this episode we're meant to be like oh she's the smart one mm. um but yeah Mystic Falls is weird because they have these founding families who are like I, well, they're obviously the families that like founded the town but that was ages ago but there's like a social hierarchy based around yeah based around the town they're almost like the sort of town's mini celebrities because that's like Vicky Donovan like poor also we can talk about Vicky as well in a minute. Poor Already we have too much to say. <laughs> <laughs> like put a pin in that, put a pin in that, put a pin in that. <laughs> we'll circle back. But it's, the Donovans are seen as 
a lower class because they're not founding families. It's wild. So our founding families are the Fells. The Fells, who we didn't meet any of this episode. No. Forbes, so Caroline. Are, yeah. are they founding? Oh wait, are they not? I, I don't. Think they think, are. No, I don't think they are. We might have to look this up. We might have to consult the Vampire Diaries wiki, <laughs> our fandom, <laughs> the fandom wiki, which we love. You might Big be right, you know, because Sheriff Forbes is not like, but yeah, the Gilberts and the Lockwoods. Yes, definitely. the Lockwoods. I think the Forbes are. I think they are. Maybe I thought no, they're on the Founders. This hasn't come up in this episode, but there is a Founders Council, and the Forbes are on it. But I thought the only reason was because of Liz's position. But um, Bill Forbes is on it too. That's true. Okay, yes, maybe. I think Sorry, they're a founder. I believe they're a founding family. But so we I'm... think it's those four. No, the Salvatores. The Salvatores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could we forget? But that's, that's the other thing about um, Stefan coming in and no one having any idea who he is. But it's such a small town. Everyone knows anyone. So surely they know like the, the Salvatores. Well, Mr. Tanner replies when he comes in with the knowledge because, spoiler, he was a vampire and he was there. <laughs> um, he he was like, oh, Salvatore from the original Settlers. And so so he knows. Yeah, also if Stefan is trying to be subtle and trying to not let things show, and I know he could just be and like very knowledgeable, but he does let on a lot of things. Well, for example, when Mr. Tanner asks about um, casualties, he lets on stuff that he shouldn't really know at his age and that the books don't say. You're like, well, really? You're being subtle? And when Elena asked about blood and it's like, oh, do you get squeamish? And he just goes something like that. Yeah, it's so cryptic. He's not trying to hide it at all, I think. Can we maybe rewind a little bit to their first meeting? Because I think it is important to talk about. Can we go just before their first meeting and say, why is Stefan wearing sunglasses (laughs) indoors? So when he arrives at the school, he's wearing the sunglasses and then he like puts them down to speak to the secretary yeah is it just to show his eyes like (laughs) they're really it's a really interesting shot if if not not to big up vampire diaries we know it's the slightly trashy show but they um really don't show stefan's face we like follow his back we see people like reacting to him they're like hiding his face and then we only get the reveal of like what he looks like when he bumps into elena I did quite like it. I liked him walking away and Bonnie being like gobsmacked and Caroline like watching. Bonnie also does follow him a bit. She just steps after him. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's like she's in a daze. But I will say, don't you think Paul Wesley's hair was really short? Yes. Today? I was gonna say he didn't have his like hero hair. Which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is notoriously known for. They haven't quite settled that he likes high hair. Yeah. On the subject of high hair though, Jeremy's hair oh, needs God. to be discussed. I also really want to talk about the scene with Elena and Jeremy in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I have so many questions and notes and everything about that, but completely agree. I don't I think they they change the hair. They change a lot. They change the Salvatore boarding house. I didn't realise yeah. how different it yeah. was. Well the whole town's different because it wasn't filmed um where they filmed this ep- just the pilot in Vancouver and they filmed the rest of the show in a in a town in Georgia. So that's why the layout of it, like the school's different, the Salvatore house is different, like everything, the outside's all, I think even the Gilbert house maybe looks different. Yeah. Not, not the inside really as fun much. fact. Thank you. I looked at the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did, for Elena and Jeremy's conversation, I wrote down what might be my favourite. I think there's two, but this is one of my favourite lines of the episode. And by that, I mean maybe the worst line of the episode. Which is, it's an Elena Gilbert line. I think she will often be saying the worst lines of the episode. (laughs) 
and it's chill myself. What is that? Some kind of stoner talk? (laughs) I wrote down the same line and I knew the second you were saying I wrote down, like, sorry, only stoners say chill. You need to chill yourself. There is absolutely no edge to Elena Gilbert. (laughs) But I do think, sorry, I do think they've, they pick Elena, like they show who Elena is quite quickly in terms of her relationship with her brother and then her relationship with her friends and her relationship to Stefan. I thought what pictured, what captured her quite well was her worrying about herself and going to school while well, on the TV they had the two animal attacks and the two deaths behind and she's not paying any attention to it. She doesn't give a fuck because it doesn't affect Elena Gilbert. Exactly, and I really liked that shot. Also, I find it interesting... And I- I don't when Elena has kind of what she's wearing and her she's got these big hoop earrings on and a leather jacket things I don't know if that's how she's sort of portrayed in the episode or like throughout that season I was surprised by the hoops yeah. I don't think of Elena as a hoops girl yeah. like at all nor the leather jacket <laughs> nor the leather jacket <laughs> the jeans day yeah jeans and converses they're allowed yeah it's normally you know a long sleeve top with a little uh like vest peeking through and gorgeous gorgeous straight hair and that's like the Elena Gilbert look and I don't think it's more of a like anything else really no but we did have their first meeting of Stefan and Elena sorry yes let's circle back (laughs) and I will say I think they actually have really good chemistry yeah yeah. like it makes sense why they were cast against each other because they are quite charming together and you are like oh now now as a much older person I am like oh look at those kids (laughs) They definitely the bit in the in the history lesson where they're staring at each other and Matt's staring at both of them. Oh staring. poor Matt! I think Matt deserves a mention. <laughs> I hate Matt. I, I, I hate him. He's just he is so piney. He also I don't know if it's just that he the way he ages, but he looks about twelve in this episode. <laughs> but he looks so young versus the other characters. I think it's his hair. He's got that Justin Bieber hair yeah. that was all the, the rage in two thousand and nine. We were yeah. all about the Bieber hair. <laughs> I do have one bit, there was one map that I liked in this episode, which was when Elena and Stefan come to the grill together and he'd just been having that conversation with Bonnie about how Elena was feeling about him and her breaking up. I think is the bigger person and goes up and introduces himself to Stefan. And who I he agree. Is. That was the one bit I, I liked, liked that moment. And I think he shows him maturity that he doesn't show for <laughs> the entire eight seasons. Nor for the rest of the episode. No. <laughs> but I also think in that interaction, Stefan was bizarre. He was not speaking to anyone except Elena. Like even when I think Caroline asked him a direct question, he just stared at Elena, asked her if she was going to an event. And yeah. I think that's meant to be, they've got this undeniable connection. I understand that, but it's kind of just plain rude, right? <laughs> He's not speaking to anyone else. <laughs> so to go go back to maybe follow the episode, after after they've been in school, they then have their little weird meeting at the cemetery. So we've had their initial meet cute. They bump into each other in a men's toilet. Ha ha ha. And then we go to the cemetery and we have, I think, quite a weird interaction. I think the whole cemetery scene's quite weird because first you start with the crows and fog again, signaling at this point what we don't know, but Damon um, Salvatore is coming. But it's very sort of out of context and, and weird. And then Elena just legs it from the cemetery. But again, I think it's meant to confuse you about Damon and Stefan because then she bumps into Stefan. Yeah. So you're meant, to, I think you're meant to think it was him. A really side note I had that I made in my notes was, you know, when she's writing her diary 
and she says people must have asked me if I was fine 37 times why 37 it is weird and also I feel like you don't really see that many people ask her how she is in the episode I think it's just Bonnie largely people don't care that her parents died and she's like oh they care too much what do you want Elena um also I really liked that she called him weird for hanging out in a cemetery when she was doing exactly the same thing I know also girls if you met a guy that you thought was cute and then he was wearing that ring would you still want to date him (laughs) it would be a red flag university me 100% (laughs) (laughs) um now not so much yeah I think I would immediately get the ick had I seen that that piece of bling on Stefan Salvatore's hand yeah so they then go to a party at the grill. Is that what happened? Oh, no, first? it's out, outdoors somewhere, isn't it? They oh, have like bonfires. No, no, they go to the grill first. Oh, they do go to the grill. Yeah, you are right. No. Stefan goes to Elena's house oh, and she yes. he can't get in because she hasn't yeah, technically yeah. invited him inside. Yeah. But I know I know they definitely have the grill because I think we have my other least favourite line of the episode, um, which was, when's the last time you had sex with a puppy? Which is what uh, Jeremy oh, says to Vicky. So Elena's younger brother, Jeremy, is doing some drugs and he's also been having sex with Vicky Donovan, Matt's younger sister. And he says the terrible line, when did you last have sex with a puppy? I think I've blanked that from my memory. Yeah, that is a that is a poor line. I also think Caroline's really interesting in this bit because first of all, she has done all her research on Stefan. So she can't just like he did this, he was like brought up here, he like <laughs> We're planning a June wedding. Well, interesting to say that that phrase. So I feel like we're planning a June wedding is an interesting thing she says because that reappears at some point later in the seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely there are some things that like they call back to yeah. later on. Um, but yeah, I think it's kind of really indicative of her character because you'll like she kind of develops that sort of sense of being very organized, research-based. would give to have a friend to organize me the way Caroline organizes everything. (laughs) No offense, guys, but like, I would love that. (laughs) Organize my life, please. (laughs) But on the the Jeremy-Vicky situation, I find it wild how, you know, when Tyler finds Vicky buying drugs from Jeremy, and she's like, that's Elena's little brother. No one cares that Vicky's Matt's little sister. Because when Matt's like, please tell me you're not hooking up with my sister. And they're meant to be best friends. How, how old is everyone meant to be? So I... No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's meant to be really young, like 14 or something. No, I think he's 15. Is he 15? He's a couple of years younger than Elena. I think she's only meant to be 16, 17. Seven. She's, oh, she's seven. seven. I can't remember. Oh, something like that. I... I they have some birthdays in the show. So they have her 18th. Maybe she's maybe she's 16. Maybe she's 17. So they have her 18th birthday yeah. in season two. Yeah. I I think she is 17 and Jeremy's 15. But Vicky, I never know. And so Vicky must be 16 because she's older than Jeremy, but younger than Matt, who's Elena's age. Yeah. This is a very complicated way of working out. But yeah, I think that's yeah. right. And Stefan... Is meant to be 17. But, no, is, but he's also 100 and like 46 or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. We think. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we'll go back to the, the wiki fandom page. We'll get, a, we'll get a better reading on the ages. So at this party at the grill, and the grill is a staple of Mystic Falls, but it's a bar, right? Yeah. It's a bar slash restaurant. Right. When you were 17, 16, where were you hanging out? <laughs> My house, my friend's house, the green. <laughs> like, the green. Oh yeah, or like a park. Yeah. Do, do people hang out in bars? 
no <laughs> i guess it's meant to be because it does like burger and chips and coffee so i it's i Were guess you hang out in a restaurant no <laughs> mcdonald's maybe sometimes it's so weird because it's also where like all the adults go for a good night i guess it's this uh american one horse town kind of <laughs> there's only one place to go <laughs> yeah no i do think the grill's weird because they go and everyone's there and I also find the entrance of Elena and Stefan really weird because everyone stops what they're doing. Everyone stares at them. Like, I don't know, they've made some really big grand entrance. They're just walking in the door. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just feel maybe it's because they have, we have to believe in this like epic romance. But like the idea of like any adult caring who a teenager is dating or stopping and staring or even like really caring that much in school. I don't know. I just feel like it was like, oh, whatever. I don't, apart from my friends, I never really gave a shit. But they're all like, no. Oh my God, Elena Gilbert and Stefan Salvatore. Oh my God. I wouldn't even, even if I was meeting you guys at a restaurant, I wouldn't stop and stare when you walked in. I probably wouldn't notice until you were at the table. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how they're, they're just watching for everything. I also want to say, I think Stranger Things uh, should give all their praise to Vampire Diaries because running up that hill's in it. Do you want me to to read out my notes of that yeah, bit? Yeah. I go, music, running up that hill, strange things eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> they did it first. They did it first. Maybe not better, but they did it first because it's not the Kate, it's not the Kate Bush. No, version. I didn't like the version they used, to be fair. But, but I still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought exactly the same thing. I also thought at because it's around oh, yeah, it's around that scene where just when they get back from the grill, Stefan shows you that Catherine. You see you see Catherine's yeah. photo. Who looks identical to Elena. And it has the year 1864. Yeah. I thought they stayed on that shot for so long, but I think it's meant to make sure that you see the 1864. It's because audiences are dumb. So you, need to, <laughs> you need to notice that it's the same. It's Nina Dobrev again. So you need to be like, oh, that's that that's that character that we've seen before who you don't know that well and you need to notice it's old and be like oh my god what's happening so it's really spoon feeding very much the the teenagers again (laughs) who are the target market of this show definitely and then i think then we're at the party yeah so then there is a back to school party is that what it is again not again but a serious question what day is it meant to be i don't know i think it's midweek yeah, and I was really confused because it is a back-to-school party, but why are they having it on the first day they're back? Oh, n- yeah. I don't know. It's Wait, is that the weird. same night? So they go to the grill first or is it the night after? No, it's the night after. It's the night after because that's yeah. when... So they go to the grill and then we have the tanner scene that I think we've discussed at length. Mm. So they, they they all go to the grill. They all are harassed by a male teacher in school who should be fired. And then it's the back-to-school party that they're all attending outdoors with a fire. It's cooler than any party I have ever been to. And these children are going to it. <laughs> in the middle of a forest. But I also find that scene, much like the beginning, very jarring. So you have... Stefan well Bonnie and Bonnie and Elena having a conversation about Stefan and psychic and then then he and her have this Stefan and Elena have this quite emotional conversation about her parents death and then you just cut to Tyler forcing himself on Vicky and it's very jumpy yeah yeah it's quite disjointed this part of the episode yeah. I also think they're trying once again like so you hear Stefan like listening into Elena and Bonnie's conversation it's like they're just trying to kind of show what he can do with his vampire ability 
Um, I wrote down one note, which was just like, Bonnie is very horny this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly. She's really pushing. I get maybe it's to like get Elena to move on a little bit, but she's like really, really pushing Elena and Stefan. She said he's something out of like a romance novel or something. Yeah. I, was, I think that's the whole thing. I found her very boy obsessed. Yeah, so I, th- I think maybe the character of Bonnie Bennett changes. I think she keeps, like, in this episode, I think she comes across as a really supportive friend and quite kind, bar saying that slur. Um, but then I think they maybe the boy aspect, or definitely the dumb aspect, is not in Bonnie's character kind of going forward from here. I agree. But then, yeah, we have the conversation between Stefan and Elena, which, again, I thought they had great chemistry, but he imagine again imagine you are in this situation and imagine someone saying you are twinged with I have sadness that as well. like <laughs> what a comment when he doesn't know anything about her well reportedly doesn't know anything about her um i also just feel like as a first conversation like they talk about her parents death and things but they also then talk about matt and her whole like relationship history which is a very the red flag that's like love bombing is like talking about these emotional things too quickly in a relationship <laughs> I think he's love bobbing her. <laughs> also, he's much older than her. It is weird. We have to say it's not because it's the whole premise of the show. Also, we know he looks, she looks like one of his ex flames. So multiple red flags yeah. all at once. I think we're meant to think, oh my gosh, that's amazing. They can speak about anything. They have that trust. <laughs> <laughs> trust is important to like build up. But uh, yes, look, it's it's fine. And that's the show. And it was made a while ago, so I, maybe they would still do it now. But it's not a great message for teenage girls to be watching. But we made it. Oh, okay. And in this party, then we also have Tyler sexually assaulting Vicky. Yeah, that scene is very shocking. It's so out of nowhere. It again, like this was written a while ago, and I just feel like at the time. I, I don't know. I don't watch teen shows now, so I actually don't don't know what they're doing these days. And um, but at the time, definitely, like sexual assault was shown really casually. Like in the Gossip Girl pilot, Chuck Bass's character assaults two different women in it, and like he's then the lead in the show for the rest of it. So hopefully, it was like quite of its time. But then Tyler is then a main character who we're, we're meant to root for. I also think they really gloss over. So wrote it down. Wrote it down. Um... Vicky's experience of men in general or her perception of men in general. So she's just been sexually harassed by by Tyler. She's got Jeremy who she sees as this puppy following her around, but then also says that he just wants to get to know her and then he'll dismiss her. So she'd rather, it's kind of the idea that she'd rather be by someone who just wants her for sex. But we're meant to think of that as a negative about Vicky. Like, we're meant to be like, oh, she should give Jeremy a chance because he's the nice guy, even though he does nothing nice this episode, but not assaulting her like Tyler. Where instead of thinking like, oh, this very young girl who we think is 16 clearly has a lot of troubles, the show wants us to be like, Vicky's a bad girl. She is bad news and she makes bad choices. Don't be like her. Be like nice, lovely Elena with her gorgeous hair. Vicky's hair's messy. She's bad. Definitely. But also, Vicky's beautiful. I know. The actress does not age because I've said this many a time to you, but I will say it to those listening. Have you ever watched The OC? It's, it's, it's a big love of mine. And she's in season three again as a like 16 year old. When was that? When did that air? Like 2002, 2003. Gosh, so she's paying it like six years later, the same age. Yeah. Um, but then 
Oh yeah, Matt's uh, then sorry, or going further on, you've got that horrific scene of the, the sexual assault. And then again, you jump so quickly to Matt having this conversation with Elena where he's saying that he's not gonna give up on her. And I again I think that was very of its time. Maybe it is still a thing now where it's meant to be really romantic about someone who's it's not romantic, it's pushy, it's really again no idea of consent yeah. give up when someone says no and breaks up with you they do not want to date you i also think that sentence is potentially like leaving the door open for a love triangle between elena yeah, Matt, and stefan which i feel like this isn't a spoiler they very quickly backtrack on <laughs> matt is wearing a, a gilet which i enjoy <laughs> it's a massive one it's so puffy and i'm like why is he in a gilet He's cold but not his arms, just just his torso. <laughs> just his torso. You've got to protect him. He's a footballer. <laughs> and then Vicky's attacked yes. at the time when Stefan goes to get a drink. So, yeah, I think. And also because we haven't been introduced to Damon yet and we didn't see, yeah, this is where we really think, ooh, what's he done? So then, yeah, so then post Vicky's attack, we get introduced to the character of Damon Salvatore. Did you not think Ethan Summerhard would look so well? Yes. Minus the hair. Bad, bad hair. Bad bad hair across the board. He's this got episode. like a cheeky little grin. I don't know. And just he's like sassy from the off, which yeah. I think always uh, helps with his character. The iconic hello brother introduction. Yeah. <laughs> so he's introduced at 31 minutes in, which for this show is remarkably restrained. <laughs> <laughs> they really like make us wait to get like the third lead character we have to like earn it which i did enjoy and he is insane in this he cannot he so damon is stefan's brother and they have a little confrontation between the two of them but um he cannot stay still during this conversation he is constantly pacing back and forth like a little predator it's so (laughs) funny it's so good i also love when they have the fight and when stefan hits the ground you don't know where damon is so when i watched it i thought that Damon had hit the ground as well. And I think it's quite interesting to say, oh, what can, can vampires not heal that quickly? But then you see he's up and he's fine. But then I think the whole conversation after that is meant to be, Stefan's so good, he's so moral, he doesn't eat people, he's never killed a soul in his life. Damon's the big bad, he doesn't well, care who he kills. Damon's in a bad boy leather jacket. <laughs> but so was Stefan. Yeah, but not in the confrontation scene. When, we, <laughs> when we're meant to know the difference between the two of them, we've got one bad boy leather jacket and one man without it who's the good guy. That's true. They do like to use a leather jacket. Who's I also good. feel like they use some of their iconic lines. So an eternity of misery is what Damon said he promised Stefan. And I feel that gets revived a lot. I, I also think as charismatic as, as Ian Summerholder, Ian Summerholder, Ian Summerholder. Yeah. Holder. Holder, who plays um, Damon in this scene. He is very charismatic, but I think it's quite clear that Paul, who plays Stefan, is a much better actor. And I didn't really think, oh, he's a good actor until he was in this scene with Ian. And I was like, oh, actually, he's he's a very good actor <laughs> in comparison. But I think they write Damon better. Or maybe I just prefer, because I've, re- I've written down, so not only, like you were saying, Al, like, hello, brother. Um, I also have a note. I think they should have ended the episode then. I think that would have been such a good like cliffhanger. Well, if the if the show was about Stefan, that's where you end it. But if the show's about Elena, like it actually is, you need to wrap it up with with Elena. Yeah, but that's true. So his other quotes that I really liked is, 
couldn't take another day of the 90s and that <laughs> Stefan should stay away from fads. And I was like chuckling to myself. <laughs> well, he was saying that while he had terrible hair. And I was yeah. like, you need to look at what you're doing right now. It was like so many directions. Oh, it, yeah, had, it was like, very like, weird like, floppy. It was, it was yeah. not good hair. Oh, and then so they have the big fight and then they... They also try and subtly like be like when um, Damon steals Stefan's ring and it's trying, I think, once again, try to subtly without explaining it, say what vampires can do. Because it's like, oh, you're burning tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, they're trying really hard to not like exposition dump. So not to like say these are the rules of like in, again, not an amazing show, but in a lesser show, you would be like, here's the rules of vampires. One, two, three, four. They, they, they're trying to like drip it in. It is quite um, heavy handed <laughs> <laughs> and they are still having to put a lot of exhibition out, exhibition out there, but they are trying their best <laughs> to do it in an engaging way. So God loves a trier. They do. Also, how did Stefan not notice his ring was missing? If that's the one thing that keeps you alive in the day. You pay attention. Yeah. I also think this is just harping back a little bit, but Stefan says he lives with Uncle Zach. And I think then when they come in and Zach's like, Uncle Stefan, I feel I don't I know, laughed. I feel that's like <laughs> a bit of a chuckle. I laughed so much when he was like Uncle Stefan. It's just so funny for some reason. Also, but like so he uh Zach is a grown man who lives in the Salvatore boarding house. He's an adult in every sense of the word. I don't call my aunts and uncles to their face. I don't call them like uncle so-and-so, auntie so-and-so. I just call them their name. So the idea that Zach is still calling him uncle Stefan to a man he probably doesn't know that well is so funny to me. Also, she surely isn't his uncle. No, no, no. He's definitely not his uncle. Yeah, he's like, great, many- great. <laughs> <laughs> great. So just, and he's, he looks 17. Yeah. He doesn't, he's meant to look 17. So... He looks what? 25. <laughs> yeah. So why is he calling this 25-year-old slash 17-year-old person who he knows is a vampire uncle? It, I found it so well. weird. So after our confrontation between the two brothers, we have our kind of like wrap-up of the episode. We have Caroline being upset. So I think it's nice to get a few other character moments going through. And then we... I don't know where else we go. I, I didn't. I've written down, Matt has some baby blues. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in the yeah yeah yeah. I think it must have been in the scene. They're in the hospital yeah. with Vicky. Vicky says vampire. Oh yes, yeah but, yeah yeah. But Caroline and Damon have a moment in the grill. So you have Caroline really sad, saying that she always tries really hard. You no know, one picks her, and I was like, oh bless you, hon. Like that's I think a lot for her to to come into character for the rest of the season. Um, and then she catches eyes with Damon, and they just smile at each other and when at this point you know who Damon is and you know that he's the bad Salvatore. It sets up a lot of stuff like yeah. pretty well because we we've set up the Elena Stefan relationship, the Damon Caroline one, the Vicky knowing a vampire bit her. Yeah. There's like a few and Damon's back in town for a reason, but we don't know what that reason is. No, but he knows he's he's seen Elena. Oh and Elena looks like Ka- yeah. Catherine. I feel like they did it quite well without it just being a scene setting episode like they actually started building relationships and stuff and there's intrigue it is a really good pilot i've seen some yeah. bad pilots in my time this is a solid one and it ends with the fray never say never which oh I that sounds i was i was very much enjoying that yeah but it it ends with it ends with stefan going back to elena's house to check she's okay but again as as you've kind of been saying Catherine, the whole the whole episode 
is if this was me and it was a school night and I was 16 or 17, I just had a party, my friend's just been attacked and a boy that I've known for two days shows up at my house at, I'm assuming it's midnight, to but come also, in and talk. You haven't given him your address. That's the second time that night. But it's weird. Yeah. Why does why does he know where he she lives nor feel comfortable enough to go there? Well, he said he just asked the first person. That's, how small is this town? Not that small. <laughs> no place can be that small, surely. No. Well, it's weird. They've only got one place to hang out with. Everyone knows where <laughs> Elena lives, but no one knows. No one ever goes to the old Salvatore boarding house. Yeah, no one knows who lives there. And like, yeah. I also think what's really funny is um, when they're wrapping up and it's uh, once again Elena and Stefan's like mirrored diary entries and Stefan says something along the lines of I want to live a life without the past or I want to like live with be with someone new but you've just seen him with the picture of Catherine and I feel like it's kind of a almost juxtaposition of that because it's like are you in the past (laughs) really (laughs) you've moved on (laughs) that's very true but all in all Good episode. Solid episode. A solid episode. And I feel like quite a few like plot lines that you're invested in and want to see what happens next in. Um, mm. I feel like they left a, like, a good amount of like telling us what happens, but also a few kind of cliffhangers. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm excited to watch the next one, even Definitely. though I know exactly what happens. It gets, I was really sad that I couldn't just press play. Oh, this I just know. shows how sad my life is. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't just go straight to the next one. I should have. I could have made my notes. Um, you need to be fresh. I also feel like sometimes when you watch more than one at a time, you forget what, like the chronology of it. Because I've definitely done that before. And I'm like trying to think back on one. And I'm like, oh, did that happen? Or and say something that's like three episodes later. Well, because people will know this as we move forward. But this show moves at a breakneck pace, which like you say, them introducing Damon 31 minutes in is shockingly slow for them. Like, I can't believe how much happens in season one. Like, just thinking about it now, it is absolutely nuts. When we have to go through, once we've done all the seasons and we have to try and recap what happens in each season, it's wild because we've done that previously in conversations with each other. And it's it's so hard to be like, wait, is that middle of season three? Is is that really yeah. not the end? Like, does more happen? We're coming to a point in our episode where what we desperately want to do with our podcast is delve down into the stats of of vampire diaries we don't have a name for this section yet um but what we want to know by the end of it is we want to know the kill count of every character that we see on screen so how many times they kill people and we want to put together a relationship chart because little spoilers things get a bit nuts (laughs) we also wanted a little bell we don't have our little bell for dinging the kill count the the bell is for again spoiler alerts maybe people die and come back to life we won't say who the bell is for back to life so no no one we don't need to touch that stat this episode the kill count so two deaths this episode right at the start yeah straight away straight to damon so damon has a kill count of two every other character so far zero and then relationships that we see or learn this episode so we've got Matt and Elena. Yeah. They used to date. Then we have Vicky and Jeremy. Used yeah. to sleep together. Or st- still, are they used to sleep together? I think so. I, I think yeah. it was like, when I say used to, in the very frequent, like very near part. Like, like, two days before. Yeah, that yeah. summer. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got Vicky and Tyler. Yeah. Yes. And obviously other relationships exist, but they've not been presented. We've got the, yeah. 
um, promise of or potential of Elena and Stefan and Caroline and Damon, but we can't can't put them on the chart yet till anything happens. So we will be putting together a very thorough chart. I'm very excited for that. Um, also for this episode, I tried to look up some trivia. All fun. So we've well we've heard most of the good stuff already, but um. I went on the Vampire Diaries fandom wiki page, our favourite page. And I really had like four shout outs this one episode. <laughs> we love it. But the trivia there was in- so stupid. So it was like fun <laughs> trivia. And I'll give you a few examples of what they called fun trivia. This is the pilot slash first episode of Vampire Diaries. Woohoo! Do you know, I never would have guessed that considering that the name of this episode is Pilot. <laughs> this is the first episode to feature all the main characters. <laughs> Elena's conversation with Stefan in the cemetery reveals that they both had English and French together as well as history class. God, what trivia. And, <laughs> and then we have... count as trivia? No, this is trivia. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just statements. But then we had the, the only ones I found vaguely interesting. Um, we've already said this shot in Vancouver. The rest of the show was filmed in Georgia. Um this was to take advantage of local tax incentives mm. <laughs> and then also clearly they were all about diaries at the beginning of the the show so the showrunners gave the entire cast journals to chronicle their experience during vancouver Interesting. Were, they, were they enforced i guess we don't know they have... will have done them because this was for i think a lot of people this was one of their first jobs so i think they would have done it yeah, and you never know if any of the actors were into the kind of like method acting. Oh my god, I would love if the Vampire Diaries cast was actually method acting. The whole <laughs> could you imagine people pretending to be vampires? One thing we haven't touched on though, which is wild that we haven't mentioned it, mentioned it too much yet, is that it's the most beautiful cast anyone's. Oh, we haven't actually said that yet. We've Have said lots of people look beautiful. Stunning. It it is shocking how good looking this cast is. Yeah. Like, I, imagine living in a place where people looked like yeah. that. And I think this is especially jarring with like Matt, who, and I mean, apart from the fact he looks so young, like he's a conventionally attractive man. But com- I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> the poor actor. Yeah. And compared to like the rest of the cast, you're you're not like, oh god, Matt's gorgeous. He's just sort of fades in. The, there were several times when I was overcome by how beautiful Nina Dobrev oh, she's is. She's beautiful. Stunning. I can't believe it. But also all the other girls. Yeah. Kat Graham and Candice. I don't think there's a not good looking person on that cast. No. no. I would feel bad for them if there was. Even like Aunt, the actress that plays Aunt Jenna is gorgeous. Oh, she's stunning. Yeah. yeah. And all the extras, as people, as we'll see as we watch on, the extras are just stunning. I don't know how they do it. I will say I thought um, Candice King. Yeah. Her hair. I was here for it. Like, it was the... so big and bouncy. Yeah. It was really good hair. They don't carry on. We're all about hair talk here. Um, <laughs> but they don't carry on with that hair for the rest of the show, which I think is a shame because it looks great on her. It looked great on her. And then, but it was also quite interesting next to Bonnie's, who was just like quite flat. And I know we have a lot yeah. to say about Cat yeah. Graham's hair in Vampire Yeah. Diaries. I think best not to switch it in this episode because this wasn't the worst uh, yeah. example. But yeah. Cat uh, Graham, who is gorgeous and has gorgeous natural hair, um, not the best in the show, kind of across the board for reasons I'm sure we will touch on at another time. Exactly. Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back. So I think we can end it here. Yeah. Here Thank you for joining us. Thanks Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> so we will see you guys on the next episode of Missing Mystic Falls. Bye. Bye. Bye.